Welcome, this is Leading with Spirit, the show that gives you an in-depth look at topics like what it takes to navigate your spiritual journey, how to heal yourself and grow your spiritual gifts, and balanced practices to expand your business and your spiritual leadership. I'm your host, Spirit Bird, shamanic teacher, healer, and author, here to guide you on your journey to becoming your most potent spiritual leader. Hey, and welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Spirit Bird. I um, just want to drop a quick reminder that our live event, Next Level Healer, is starting um, next week. This is a half-day workshop on September 7th. So if you want to learn about the four core permission blocks of the healer's path and how to move through them, send me a DM and I can give you more information. Um, but today, I'm really excited to invite um, a really lovely guest and also our very first guest on the show. So double excitement. Um, I want to welcome Karina Alencar today. Um, Karina is a feminine embodiment guide and an erotic rewilding artist. Um, and she helps creatives um, secretly leading a passionless, passionless life um, reconnect with their bodies and ignite their desires and reclaim their dreams. And um, yeah, Karina really has a lot of beautiful um, magic upper sleeves and um, works both. Um, through leading mysteries of the body and sex through performance and through ceremony and also through one-on-one -on -one support. And um, so welcome, Karina. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can tell that Karina is, has a lot of um, bubbliness and happiness. So she really <laughs> great enjoy to work with. And I actually was just recently in her container and I'm gonna share a little bit more about that. But um, yes, <laughs> first, <laughs> first, I'd love to hear um, a little bit more about, um, you know, how you got started in this work. Um, I know you have a background as a performance artist and you shared that you were working through some grief and maybe some societal taming. Um, how did that go from that to leading into the work you're doing now? So... Um... It's really interesting. I, 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 it's really, it was really, uh, started with motherhood. Mm -hmm. So I was already, um, pretty spiritual, but I was very much in, uh, the Brazilian spiritism, um, community. And, uh, when I got pregnant, I came to the U S and, um, was like <laughs> totally thrown through a loop of like oh my god my body I'm birthing a child like what's happening who am I how am I supposed to do this this is really hard like what did I get myself into <laughs> um so yeah like uh it led me to seek out more um feminine support because I had come up in this very feminist uh, queer sort of movement where a lot of the discourse was around empowerment and um, sovereignty and uh, androgyny almost. Like, I, you know, I want to like distance myself from what makes me biologically a woman and you know, I don't want to have to have kids. I don't want to have to, you know, this or that, like fulfill the traditional roles. Um, 
but then when it came to having a child, <laughs> it was like, wait, uh, now what, what do I do? Like, <laughs> I felt like I didn't have enough like reference points for how to do this in a way that, um, felt remotely like good and supportive to me. Like just, uh, like I didn't want to reproduce what was handed down to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Or like, Mm -hmm. you know, the problematic parts, I guess. And uh, like, like whatever didn't align right for me. And I didn't have any other reference. And so I, I kind of delved into divine feminine movement and, uh, I was receiving like, um, ancestral messages <laughs> it's like the you know the um the simplest way of putting it I was like oh shit okay they I do have support <laughs> they're here with me mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and 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 so I was like you know what is this like is my intuition opening up in a new way um I didn't really see myself as like a medium or, or channeler at the time sure. And so I, I needed guidance and, and that's kind of where I, I ended up in these more, fe, you know, women's circles, um, feminine embodiment uh, um, guides who led me, you know, down that path. So mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> and fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll share, um, I know I've shared some of this with you, but I don't know if I've shared the whole story really. So, um, I recently, um, joined one of your programs and side note plug, um, it's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And also side note plug, um, I, one of the greatest joys I've been finding recently of doing this work is really being able to work with a lot of different people and be able to mm-hmm. like share our medicine and our magic with one another. Um, even when things look like they're sort of similar, um, they're just not, everybody's so unique that you gain so much from being in somebody else's container. Mm. Um, and so I'm really appreciating that. Um, but, um, so what happened was I think maybe like sometime last fall, um, I sort of started getting this like ping, that I was ready to do some more like embodiment work. Um, and up until then, um, a lot of my embodiment work was still sort of in the like energetic field and like the, there was experience, but there was also a lot of like thinking about it. Um, and there was a way of, um, embodiment as in the practices I use and what I do that I'm really clear on, but there was a whole piece of like embodiment of like, but me though, actually, (laughs) (laughs) of like myself (laughs) that was missing. And, Mm. um, and I was also like, right at the same time that I was looking at moving into this work a little bit more. Um, I was really curious, um, about that intersect, that intersection of spirituality and sexuality and eroticism and femininity and all of these things. Um, and I could like feel the thread, but this was just the piece with the embodiment work where it was like, I could I I could see the thread and I could think about it, but I hadn't actually had an experience with it. Mm. And I also was, um, (laughs) it was also very much wanted to hide that. (laughs) 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 
which is so interesting. And I run into this a lot with, um, you know, talking to people, even, um, that are courting, um, joining my programs where like the offer that I have, like some of the work that we do, um, you know, like I help people work through, um, the self-doubt with bringing their healing gifts forward. And a lot of people will say, well, I, I feel like I'm not ready to do this because I still have so much self-doubt, you know? And you're like, wait, that's what the thing is for though. <laughs> and so I went, went through the same thing myself totally. with like courting mm-hmm. your container. Cause it was like, oh, but I feel like I should know this. But it's like, this is what it's for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> So, and I Uh love the um, piece with like offering our work, you know, in a way that's really aligned because like, I remember thinking this and being like, putting that intention out is like, okay, I'm looking for someone to hold me through this process. And I remember like peeking around a little bit online at like different programs and nothing really stuck out to me or clicked. And then like a month or two later, you started leaking this beautiful offer. And I was like, Boom, that. Yes. (laughs) And then I went through like also the normal things, which was like, oh, Mm. but like, is this a responsible thing for me to do right now? And like, is this like, you know, maybe I should try something else or do something else. And I was like, holy crap, stop. Like you specifically just asked spirit for this. And now Mm. you're sitting here being like blocking Mm. it, being like, no, 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 you know? Typical. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, okay, this is a gift. And I'm so, you know, and I, I love sort of the behind the scenes of this too, because I feel like a lot of this is both in like your ability to listen to what, you know, your guidance and your alignment Mm. and also move through the work of offering, you know, stuff that might feel kind of vulnerable and also Mm. our personal our individual call or ask or desire, you know, like having that intention and how those two connected, um, mm. really fascinating <gasps> part of this work. I know. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love, love, love when these synchronicities happen. And yeah, I just want to name that you and I were in a container with like shamanic training a few years back and, mm-hmm. and, um, had re- sort of reconnected a little bit uh, you know, a few months ago. Um, and I was always watching you and I'm like, Oh, she's doing such cool work. I love it. <laughs> I love seeing her grow her business. You know, it's so funny when you, you kind of like, you know, like watch people online and you just kind of keep, keep in touch and you just never know, um, when you're going to reconnect again. Right. And it was such a like joy. And like, uh, uh when I saw your name and you're like, I'm signing up. I'm like, Oh my God, you're like my ideal client, (laughs) freaking soulmate client. This is awesome. (laughs) Cause I already knew you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that you uh, heard the call and you felt it and you said yes. And, And I mean, and that's really what Um, a lot of the work that I do in Nectar, this particular container is about like learning to hear that, that energetic pull, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And trust it and to trust, uh, our body. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yes, the divine feminine and embodiment and the body and sexuality and eroticism, all of this is a pretty vast topic 
And I'd love to hear Mm. from you um, a little bit about the intersection of spirituality and sexuality and eroticism. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so I was already kind of like really into sex positive things. And I, I did burlesque for a while. This was, you know, years before I kind of got into um, this more, uh, new age, new earth, spiritual movement, (laughs) where all these things are, you know, all these different lineages are overlapping. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, at first I was focusing more on developing my intuition, as I mentioned, because that was kind of what was opening up, uh, for me. And then, but there was this like, uh, the experience I was going through having an unplanned pregnancy and then becoming a single mom. And, uh, it just made me reflect so much on like my body and like, what, what, how did I value or not value? What were the boundaries that I had? Like, what, you know, why things happened the way they did. And, um, so this was like a major sort of, uh, reframing that was happening for me, uh, around, my sexuality and my, like my specific experience. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling like, Oh, I have, I was so, uh, I thought I was liberated. I thought (laughs) (laughs) I was, you know, um, playing with the, playing with the big boys, like, you know, (laughs) like having all these experiences and, um, being very adventurous Mm -hmm. with my body. Um, yeah. And, and I, I could see how there was a lot of, um, crash and burn kind of behaviors, mm. uh, where I was, um, you know, trying to t- sterilize some of my experiences and, and tell this story of like, well, I was just, you know, having fun and I'm just doing this or doing that, but I wasn't really honoring myself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. And I wasn't really um, clear on, OK, what's important to me? How do I treat this vessel? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, who do I let into this vessel? How does that exchange look? Am I being conscious, intentional, like all those things? Right. And so um, that kind of led me into more of this uh, uh, world of Tantra, of sexual shamanism, of just wanting to heal those specific wounds and traumas and experiences. And um, yeah, and I, and I realized that I had always kind of had this calling uh, around sexual healing specifically because mm-hmm. uh, I'd worked in different organizations, like um, even as a teenager, teenager, college student, uh, but it was kind of, I mean, because I'm an actress, I, I was always so focused on theater, <laughs> right. you know, and I, like on art, like I'm an art, this is how I identify. I'm an artist. I'm making, you know, creative work in the world. And, um, the artist community that is more open sexually, right. And, and people relate and there's more alternative kinds of relating happening. And, um, yeah. So I, I feel like, um, I was, uh, there was a, a, a propensity to end up where I've ended up 
looking back, you know, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. And, and, uh, you know, what happened was I, I got an invitation to perform, um, at like a, a, a tantric, uh, play container. And, um, I was supposed to do a burlesque dance, uh, but I, uh, didn't have time to develop a routine. And so I just came up with this interactive performance art piece mm-hmm. <laughs> with a mermaid, uh, character. And it was like such a hit and people were like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this. This is amazing. Uh, you know, where are you doing this? And I'm like, here, (laughs) (laughs) I just, (laughs) you know, you can invite me to do it somewhere else. Like, please. (laughs) So it it was just this, like, Oh, there's something here for me. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm, uh, I'm having a, a, a gift and like showing people how to connect in this way to their body and their arousal. Um, but it's like coming from a heart centered place and with this like different degree of, of consciousness and, and, um, like holiness, right. And wholeness. And I was, I just got so passionate about sharing that more. And I jumped into like tantric facilitator training and, um, and specifically like somatic experiencing, mm-hmm. uh, because what I felt was really important is that when we go into this work, there's, there's so much trauma, you know, and, and it, and it's, I'm not even talking about, um, uh, having, um, you know, traumatic sexual experiences, right. um, directly, but just the layers of patriarchal <laughs> culture that we have to kind of like sift through to like really get to what's underneath that and like what is us and what is um yeah that like why this is uh, those lower chakras are so shut down mm-hmm. right? right and why it's so hard to access it and so a lot of stuff comes up and so i just wanted to be able to hold space in this really safe way and to 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 be able to steward people in a gentle kind of unfolding you know and and that's what the the feminine path is as well right <laughs> is that things are um that we're really listening right versus pushing yeah and we're responding versus reacting <laughs> So, yeah, so it's like, okay, um, yeah, creating these spaces for people to just uh, allow, give themselves permission to reconnect with that underneath all those, all those layers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you really um, demonstrate that beautifully, and I've been so grateful to be held through this journey with you in this way. I'm so curious. So obviously this is also for, for a lot of people, this is like a kind of an edgy topic or subject, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to um, jump into it or learn about it. And then it's another thing to be so forward facing and offering it. Mm. Um, was that hard for you? 
Yeah, no, definitely. It was um, a challenge. It took me a while. I mean, it took me just like you meant named the people that um, are kind of first coming into sharing their healing gifts in general, mm-hmm. right? Like I kind of went through that. I said, I had, before I really got into sacred sexuality, I was trying to offer um, like intuitive readings and uh, energetic healing sessions. And it felt like something was missing for me on one hand. And on the other hand, there was just like a lot of resistance and, and fear and hesitation and like, Oh, everyone's going to know I'm woo now. Like I'm out of the woo closet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I I do Reiki, you know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the other day I was in the park and this woman, Oh yeah. Like Reiki. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Like you can get like that thing done. They don't even touch you. And I was like, wow. <laughs> oh. the, the gateway drug. <laughs> this is real. Yeah, I was like, this is real. Like, it's 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 a uh, spreading. It's it's a uh, what's the word? <laughs> Diffusing into the masses uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. This is amazing. Um, but yeah, like I feel like the sexuality part is still even more on the margin, right? Yeah. And and even like you were saying um, before, I was really in these containers. So much of like the embodiment discourse was about, yeah, like bringing your higher self in and like, uh, you know, how you can then use that to manifest and like, right. And, and it was so, um, it was very detached <laughs> for, for me. It was like very abstract. I'm like, we're talking about the body but we're still kind of just like here in the energy body mm-hmm. embodiment. The, the word body is in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, we're, we're supposed to bring the soul into here now, like 3d matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what does that look like? Right. What is that? Uh, so for me, it was just like a process of, um, getting over my initial resistance and it kind of helped that I had already tried to do a spiritual business and, you know, like intuitive coaching kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause now I was like, all right, but this is the real thing. This is my real calling. This is where I'm, I really shine. And I just feel that like impulse that drives so much more. Um, then I was trying to do the other stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it was just, it, it just became this thing that I, I couldn't ignore it anymore. Yep. And I just got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had to have a conversation with my mother. That was like the key point for me was like, my mother is going to freak out. She's going to get so triggered. <laughs> And I mean, like, uh, uh, I didn't really care about other people getting sugar. Yeah, relatives, right. whatever, you know, whatever, brother, sister, father. It was like my mom, if, if <laughs> I, I, I need her to be on board somehow or to just like prepare her. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to have that conversation and explain like, mom, this is a reclaiming, like, like because of the work that you've done as a woman. I am now in this place where I can do this and, mm-hmm. and I can be in the, at this level of reclamation and like conscious liberation. And I need to share this and I need to model it. And 
people need to see me, uh, you know, in this work, walking this talk and, you know, and, and I'm still kind of like on this edge of like how much of my um, erotic art is out there. Mm -hmm. And do I want to just do, keep doing live performance or do I want to branch out into more like photography and video um, and stuff like that? Cause that's then, you know, registered and there's like all this, you know, I'm a mom. Oh no. Like, well, you know, will this be like circulating and what happens with that? And how do I, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, this is like a movement, you know, that I'm part of. And I just try to lean into community And to like people like you who are like, oh my gosh, like you really opened this up for me. This is really like a game changer, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just see how I'm like transforming people's lives. And and, um, so that's just like the affirmation, like, okay, (laughs) I can't let that stop me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I love the... um really the wisdom to see even the piece with your mom that like that energetic thread could be a way of sort of withholding. So it's like, well, I don't know what she might think or how she might react or that kind of thing. And so instead of going direct to her to have that conversation, you know, a lot of us would then just try to like continue to sort of like hide it. Mm, Um, So I think that was really perceptive of you and a really beautiful way to approach it also. (laughs) Um, I was, you, you brought him up and I was also going to ask about that, about how, um, how the experience has been bringing this work forward with your son and being, you know, a single mom and dealing with all of the ordinary life stuff, um, and really being mm. able to bring your work forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, uh, it hasn't been easy. It's, it's honestly, it's taken me years. Mm-hmm. It's taken me years to, um, Cause you know, it was like, okay to kind of do it part-time, you know, like a one-on-one session here, a workshop there. Oh, I'm being invited to perform at a festival, you know, and, and kind of like, oh yeah, I got to get a brand together. Oh, this could be really good to generate income for me. I need to, um, get, get, uh, serious about it. Go professional. I got to go pro, you know, and like, you know, trying to apply like digital marketing stuff I had learned. I was a social media manager, uh, earlier on and, uh, yeah, it's really hard. My son is on the autism spectrum. He demands a lot of attention. Uh, He's just shy of his eight-year-old birthday. And, um, you know, but actually, uh, sort of reclaiming my rights to develop like deep in my own path has actually made me a better mother and um, learning to be even more present in my body allows me to be more present with him, you know? And when I am like uh, on top of, of my routine and practices, my spiritual practices, um, I'm able to show up so much more fully and, and, and give to him even more. Right. And at the same time, when you're trying to like launch a business, it's like all consuming, right? (laughs) It's like so many 
parts, you know, when you're trying to be a solopreneur and it's like, okay, you know, I can't really hire out much yet, right? you know, but, um, you know, and you're trying to get the business coaching in and it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot to juggle, but I just stayed the course, you know, and I just was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to chip away at this one step at a time, uh, you know, and, and just start small, start small and build. And that's what raising a child is like too, right? You don't know what you're doing at first and you're trying to figure out what the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) And then you start listening to all the parenting podcasts and reading all the books and, and, you know, and, and then you're like, okay, I just got to like, trust myself and my intuition and um, find my way, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what I've been trying to do uh, with my business as well. It's like um, doing it in a way that it fits around my life as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I can just like sustain it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let it support your life instead of making your life about supporting the business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and asking for support too, mm-hmm. right? Like getting support from others and mm-hmm. yeah, whether it's with childcare, when I have to go lead a women's circle locally or, um, you know, uh, I have these conversations with my co-parent all the time. Like mm-hmm. I have my, my priestess training that weekend. You gotta hold it down. <laughs> <laughs> three nights. <laughs> no, he's, he's very cooperative luckily. So yeah, I feel really blessed. It's just, you know, it's hard when you don't have like extended family around. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like people have been so, um, emotionally supportive and enthusiastic about what I'm putting out there that it just feels really good. Uh, and, and it's really encouraging. So yeah, I, I hope I hope to expand more in the fall. I'm going to launch like a more de- a, a deep dive container that's a little bit um, more extended, and I'm really excited about that because that's going to be, you know, Nectar's kind of like the initial invitation, right? And it's like get your feet wet, um, you know, learn all these these how I weave these processes together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then um, the next one it's called Sorceress. And it's really learning to kind of like uh, take that and, and apply it to um, co-creating uh, your life, like you know, you're at the, in a very embodied way. Sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, sounds very exciting. Just <laughs> <laughs> one more question that came to mind as you were sharing that, and thinking back to what you're sharing earlier with the like, um, like I I have to do this or I can't not do it. And I wonder if you could describe Mm. how that felt in your body. Mm. Love this question. (laughs) This is my language. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was, it's like, for me, it was like a welling of the heart, you know, and this very like, um, like a grounded feeling, like I felt like the earth underneath me being like, we got you girl. 
this is what you're here for, you know, like that, this sort of like very anchored and like, um, like open chest, which feels really vulnerable. Right. But it, it was just like, like, we need to circulate this out, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, a sense of like all the people that I will touch, you know, with this work, like they're here waiting in this field, you know, and they're kind of like searching. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh shit, they're already there. <laughs> that was me. I was like, please. <laughs> there and like person that can help me with this. <laughs> yeah and it's it's amazing because it's um uh yeah once I had that realization then it became like a turn on Mm -hmm. it was like then I'm feeling my root and sacral be like oh yeah like like, this is not like big overwhelming like oh it's it's like oh this is exciting oh (laughs) like uh you know, can you imagine all the electricity that's going to happen here? Like, um, connecting with people and watching them open up and watching them have the ahas and, um, like being that, that conduit, that support for them to have that experience. Like, you know, this is like, boom, you know, um, and to me, that's what, um, the new earth is about. It's really the new human, Mm-hmm. you know and it's and the new human is actually just like stripping back to like original human yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not becoming this like extra super special thing it's like oh we're already like and that's also the feminine path it's like I am already all of this mm-hmm. right I am it is all here it is all within the answers that I'm searching for are within me and my body is the oracle. Yeah. My body holds everything. And so like the fact that even like, you know, like the mainstream spirituality neglects the body, like that's also like, um, like this, uh, that has that function, that shutdown function, uh, in, in there, it's very sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) It's so sneaky. It's like, oh my God, you know, uh, when we uh, are trying to dismantle that, that like the oppressive, you know, patriarchal old world paradigm, Mm -hmm. we have to include the body. We have to include sexuality, Mm -hmm. you know, like that to me is like the cutting edge. That's what's going to like really change things. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I definitely second that. Mm-hmm. Just the piece of, um, yeah, the approach like you were naming earlier with trying to sort of like reach out and bring in versus reveal what's already there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And it's tricky. I mean, it is a place where, um, you know, with the rhetoric and upbringing, a lot of us want to hide that part of ourselves. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, I like the call of um, being able to do this in community, you know, and reconnect to that part of ourselves in community. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. I pulled a card before the interview and it was the mm-hmm. otter card. And it was like, uh, you are not alone. You're never mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. you know? And, and like that, yeah, that's, I was like, oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so much about community. Totally. Yeah. Well, beautiful. Supporting each other through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if folks want to learn more about you and your work and your offers, how can they get in touch with you? What's the best way? So I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at uh, Karina.Sorceress. Uh, Sorceress is spelled as source, like S-O-U-C-E-S-S, <laughs> Sorceress. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, um, my website is karinaallencar.com and you can sign up for, uh, my free offer Selva, which is really, um, just goodies that I send out to my email list and you get a free, um, emotional release embodiment practice series. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So <laughs> Yep, and I love coaching. You can always DM me. Like I, I love getting <laughs> DMs from people and connecting and chatting. I'm a connector, so yeah, I just love having uh, conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll certainly share the um, the links and the exact information in the show notes here. So if you're curious, you can look there as well to get the direct connections. Yeah, and beautiful. Feel in here a second. If there's anything else. <clears throat> Hmm. I wonder if there's um, any um, words that you feel called to share to folks that might be curious about playing in this area. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I think um, if, if you're if you're feeling the call already, if you're like feeling that curiosity, uh, and it's it's often going to be like accompanied by judgment, mm-hmm. like and yeah, the ego is going to pipe in right away, like oh, you don't need to do that. <laughs> or like that's a side thing you know you can get to that later um or often people come to it because they're having relationship issues Mm -hmm. and that's when they want to pay attention to intimacy and sexuality Mm -hmm. and yeah so I just want to call people into (sighs) like what would it feel like for you to reconnect with yourself and to feel your uh, vital life force energy at service to you and your body and your, uh, how you show up in the world, you know, in relationship, not in relationship, in romantic relationship, in any relationship, but first the relationship with you, mm-hmm. with yourself. And like, imagine if that was strengthened and deepened and opened up, how much more, you know, of you could be like 
revealed, uncovered, unleashed. Uh, and yeah, so that's kind of like, um, yeah, what I would call people to consider mm -hmm. the, the power and potency that is available to you already within yourself. Yeah, I don't think any, any, <laughs> any other layer, like layers of magic and I don't know, whatever gifts, you know, if, if like this is not this like, it's not strong, you know, what, what can we really, what impact can we really have in the world? Yeah. And strategy too. There's like a wanting to, in the same way that many go kind of externally for like, how can I mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm show up in a different way or be better or look better or be stronger in this or that. A lot of us do the same thing with like business strategies of like, Oh, maybe if I just learned this tactic or this technique or this strategy, then I'll be good. And if it's not connected and dropped down, then right. it'd be a lot more spinning of the wheels. So beautiful. Totally. Uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today. It's such a joy to be in your presence. And I can't say enough how grateful I've been for guidance oh. on this part of my journey. <laughs> thank you. I'm so grateful for you too. And it's such a joy to be here. <laughs> mm -hmm. And just a reminder, you can find her at uh, KarinaAllenCarr.com or send a DM and check our show, our show notes to get the details of how you can get in touch with her. Thank you again for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to today's member query episode, where we explore questions about spiritual paths, intuitive gifts, growing a spiritual business and shamanism. Do you have a question for us? Send us a DM at Holton Healing Arts. This question for today is from one of our Instagram listeners. And the question is, a lot of the clients that I work for want to get help with money. And I feel weird about how to tie shamanic healing in with doing money healing work. How can I use shamanism to help my clients with money? A large part of being able to um, really be a strong shamanic guide for someone else is it's not just about what can I do for this healing thing right now? Or can I like help them feel their heart? Or can I help retrieve this past part? Actually for like to be a more developed guide, you have to have an understanding of where you are as an individual on your own cycle. And also have an understanding of where they are in their cycle. Because when you're working with others, sometimes you're going to be in the same place. And sometimes you'll be in opposite places or on opposite cycles. And so it's important to know where you are so you can point them in the direction and not assume that they need the same thing that you need, right? You need to be aware of what cycle they're on so you can give them the medicine for that cycle versus giving everybody the same medicine or the same dosage for something when it's not the same wound or not the same curriculum that they're on. And sometimes, most of the time I can tell where I am on my cycle. And sometimes I need somebody to tell me, you know, sometimes I need that outside perspective um, for me to understand what's happening and where I am. And we will all need this at some point, probably, you know, more regularly than not. Um, so again, just to illustrate this, you might have cycles around something like money. Um, and one way that cycle could go is maybe you were born with a lot of wealth. 
And um, that's how you held your value. And then life is taking you on a journey where maybe it's stripping you from the wealth or giving you humbling experiences and is shifting you from using wealth to manipulate or maybe um, using wealth for your sense of safety into learning how to actually just be generous, right? And to give without needing something in return. Um, If you're working out a business practice, um, you will probably also be, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur in general, then a lot of your curriculum through this life is learning about risk and power and money, right? And trust. And so if you're on an opposite cycle with money, right? um, Maybe you actually are learning to actually exchange your work for money. Or maybe you're learning to raise your prices. And then you go around the wheel and you get comfortable and you raise your prices again, you know? And then maybe from there, you have to learn how to be really boundaried with your time. Because as your practice grows, um, more people will want, want and require your time and attention, um, which is obviously a good thing. It's a gift. And you can't be everything for everybody. And it also doesn't serve for you to be everything for everybody or to you know charge less than what you actually want, which creates some resentment or some bitterness, which is not good to have in your practice, right? So maybe as you're learning, you get to a point where there's, there's always an exchange required if you're talking to somebody. And again, um, I just want to in- interject here that this is part of that old story that spiritual people, if they're true shamans or truly spiritual, um, that they would just help other people or that if you're really genuine, that you only do it because you love to do it. And we forget that there's more to it than that, that we're not actually doing it just for the money, that money creates a container and agreement. It creates uh, an agreement that you as the client will actually show up and try and work. It creates the agreement that um, you don't get an escape hatch, a back door for you to slip out of so that you don't have to show up for the commitment for the thing you say you want, right? And we just have to remember that we are all people. And it's not, not only is it our time and our energy, um, and not only is our time and energy important for ourselves, for us to be able to, to do the work that we do, but it's also important for the clients that you're working with. And for your clients to actually receive what they want, sometimes they also have to give in return. And the belief that some, um, because somebody is a spiritual teacher or guide or healer um, has information that's spiritual and therefore it just belongs to everybody. And because it's spiritual, you should just be giving it away is a pretty, it's a pretty entitled belief, you know, (laughs) that you have something that's spiritual and therefore you shouldn't, you should just give it to me is very entitled. So, um, yeah, so you might be on the part of the cycle where you're learning to have really strong boundaries around that. And then you continue on your cycle. And maybe that looks like you work with fewer people, but more intimately. Or maybe it looks like you move from working with individuals to groups, right? And um, again, I mean, this work is what people forget, 
until they've done this work formally with others with an exchange is that this is not just us talking for an hour. You know, when you enter an agreement or relationship with me, I'm going to be dreaming about you. (laughs) I'm going to be tracking the field for you. I'm going to be tracking the cycles for you. So this is a 24 seven, you know, uh, arrangement for me as a practitioner, right? So anyway, so maybe you get really boundaried and nobody talks with you to you without an exchange, right? There's no outside of uh, monetary exchange. And then maybe after you've done that for a while, you realize actually now what serves, I've been through that cycle and now what serves is for me to have some balance. Where there are some things that people get for free because it brings me joy. But I can't go there and skip over the middle. I can't just go from no money exchange to doing it because it brings me joy and skip the whole cycle that's in the middle. Right? Um, And then let's say I continue around the cycle and um, then I begin to offer things for free in general. Maybe you might end up all the way on the other side of the circle. And at some point, you don't actually exchange at all anymore. Right? So... Um, that's kind of an elaborate example of you got to know where your people are because if they're in a spot where they've been very boundaried about their money and now they're being invited to move into a cycle where they are being asked to loosen up a little bit around it and find the joy in what they're doing again, then you're going to need to deliver that medicine. And conversely, if they're in a place where they're actually hiding from themselves, like when they're actually not showing up for themselves and doing sort of lesser work than what they're, what they're made to do. Um, and using, uh, that they're only doing it for the joy of it as an excuse to not show up for themselves. And because of a wound for money or a wound from, you know, being wrong or not wanting to fail, that's a very different cycle to be on. And they need very different medicine than the first person. Okay, and so we also need to know how to apply this medicine to ourselves, what cycle we're in. Have you been hearing the call to expand your spiritual gifts and step into your next level of conscious leadership? If you're a coach, healer, or spiritual leader, you can learn more about Shaman School and growing your spiritual business on our website, holtonhealingarts.com, or send me a DM at Holton Healing Arts. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Leading with Spirit. If you did, please share the link for this episode with your biggest takeaway, tagging me at Holton Healing Arts. It would also support me if you subscribed and left a rating and review of the show so we can support more people living their highest purpose. Until next time, journey on.